Hi, and welcome to the Spell It Out podcast. My name is Jessica Zweep. I'm the owner of Spell Fitness, an online health and fitness coaching program designed to help women who have tried everything and are tired of spinning their wheels and wasting their time find food freedom and navigate this busy, crazy, awesome ride called life. Here we're going to discuss food, fitness, faith, family, and hopefully have a little fun along the way. I'm so glad you're here and I can't wait to get talking with you. All right. Happy 2024. I cannot believe that we are in a new year, but we are. Here we are. And the first episode of season two of the Spell It Out podcast is live. So today we're going to talk about something um, that just kind of, I want it to be, hopefully every Spell client has a chance to listen to this. And then also just if you're at all um, interested in you know, how the nutrition portion of spell goes and what it is that I really feel like is a sustainable approach to food and body composition change, uh, that this is the episode for you. So I have done this for a long time. I have, you know, studied nutrition, taken courses, um, coached clients, taken certifications, all those things. And what I've really found to be the most sustainable way um, is actually something that I learned from Dr. Jade Tita. And I will link, I don't know if it'll be his podcast or his website or something. I think it's actually just jadetita.com. But he talks about, um, and he wrote a book called Metabolic, the next, is it next level metabolism? I think it's called. Uh, Anyways, it's ever evolving. Um, I've had, have studied a couple of his older programs and have some of his original older books. Um, but basically what it comes down to is to eat for fat loss and muscle growth, you need to have certain things in your diet. And that is a calorie deficit and adequate protein. Um, and then the other big factor there is to mitigate hunger and cravings. And I have found that some of the best ways to do all of the above are by incorporating what he calls the five S's. And actually recently he added a couple more S's, so we'll kind of talk about those too. But I've posted about this, I've talked about it in my client groups before, but if you can make 90% of your meals fit into one of these five categories, with the criteria that we're gonna talk about, you're in the right spot. And so what they are, shakes or smoothies, salads, soups, stir fries, and scrambles. Now there's a couple other things, right? You can do um, skillet meals, or I've done like sheet pan meals too, uh, also fit into the S criteria. But I, what those mean basically, and when you think about it, he breaks it down. Basically all of those are varieties of salads, right? You have a base of high fiber, high water, low starch, low carb, low fat vegetables or berries, fruits, um, paired with lean protein. And that combination is what really helps to manage 
hunger and cravings because it fills your belly up. And I know that we've talked about this in other episodes, but for me personally, I when I'm into a podcast that I like to listen to or someone that I follow, even just hearing the same information over and over again can be really um, helpful to me. So if this is a repeat for you, I am not sorry because it's probably something that you can stand to listen to again. Uh, anyway, so you pair that with lean protein and then just enough either starch or fat or texture to scratch the itch, to satiate your, to make it something that you like, something enjoyable. Um, and eating this way um, for, I would say, you know, seven days of the week, all but one meal is really what I've found to be the most uh, effective initially for fat loss. And then as you start to get a little bit more fit and a little bit more um, closer to what your goals are, you can start to loosen a little bit and maybe include a second, um, I would call it like a refeed or a like a treat meal throughout the week. Um, and this just helps because eating this way, when you have, you know, really low carb, low fat, low calorie meals all the time, but you are satiated, that it, that calorie deficit still puts your body in a little bit of a position for your metabolism to start to downshift to adapt to the lower calorie intake. And that can cause it to slow down, your metabolism to slow down slightly. And, um, and it, and it creates, it makes it a little tricky to start to, when you get to these plateaus to push through and cut lower. So having one meal a week that is significantly higher in carbs and fats and calories overall kind of stokes the metabolic fire, uh, if you will. Your, your body has to kind of all of a sudden get woken up like, oh my gosh, there's so much extra food here, so many more calories than what we're used to. We have to kind of wake back up to process all of them well. And I think it's twofold. It also helps mentally to know that like the things that you once loved uh, are not completely off limits. And also when you start to clean up your diet and you, it's, it's, it's hard to notice how much better you feel until you kind of dip your toe back into how you used to eat. And this is something that I notice the most um, when I am on plan, when I'm eating well, when I'm, you know, my food fits these, this criteria of lots of vegetables, lots of protein, not a lot of carbs, not a lot of fat. And then I go, you know, out for dinner and eat, you know, French fries or dessert or something. And I mean, it is within hours, I am physically uncomfortable. For example, last night, my husband and I went out on a date and I had, we had fried calamari and I had a burger. I didn't eat the bun, but I did have some fries. And then we shared a brownie with ice cream. And both of us were like up all night, like just the extreme amount of like salt and fat and carbs and richness of the food my body feels it. Like my skin feels oily. My hands are puffy. I don't sleep. It's uncomfortable. My digestion is off, but you don't notice it as much until you kind of swing back that way. So it's twofold. Number one, 
it helps your body, your metabolism, by giving it a little jolt with extra calories. Two, it helps you feel like you're still, quote unquote, allowed to enjoy the foods that you used to. Um, they're not off limits. You're just not having them for every meal of the day, all day, every day. And three, it helps you to kind of notice how poorly you had been functioning and living eating this way and how much better you feel eating another way uh, by giving your body that little reminder. And you'll notice, I think, as you start to progress through the program and you get more comfortable eating this cleaner, lighter, more fat loss friendly way, that your cravings start to change. You don't, it's like you, your palate shifts and you don't want as much of the rich, heavy, salty foods that you once did. So basis for fat loss meals, number one, lots of produce. And when I say produce, I don't mean potatoes. Um, I'm talking green, bright, colorful vegetables, um, low sugar, low carbohydrate fruits. Um, generally speaking, those are fruits that are not tropical. Um, so things like bananas and mangoes and melons um, tend to be more highly, higher starch, higher sugar, higher calorie than things like apples, pears, berries um, that tend to have a lot more water um, and fiber. Uh, than their tropical starchier counterparts. So just keep that in mind. Apples and berries are kind of my go-to for fruits. And then with the vegetables, you know, big green leafy salads, cucumbers, celery, tomatoes, onions, mushrooms, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, all those things. Sky's the limit when it comes to those. And then you're going to pick lean protein. So low fat proteins. And this is not to say that their higher fat counterparts are not healthy for you. Um, because you know, you'll, you'll hear people say, um, you know, things like, well, egg, whole eggs are so healthy and yes, they are. But if you are looking for fat loss, you need to be careful with the calorie intake. And so there is such thing as like too much of a good thing. Nuts, for example, are healthy, but eating them by the handful with every meal, slathering everything with nut butter is going to push you out of that calorie deficit. And it's hard to lose weight. Well, it's impossible to lose fat when you're in a calorie surplus. And it's also, um, you're not going to mitigate those hunger and cravings as much when your food is dense like that. When like one, um, like I've heard the, I don't know if you've heard the analogy, like a donut compared to a chicken breast, for example. Um, you know, one donut is 200, 300 calories, depending on the variety. And, uh, a chicken breast, let's say seven, eight ounces of chicken breast is also about 200 calories. To eat a huge chicken breast generally fills the average woman up quite significantly. Like we, it's a push for me to get my clients to eat five, six, seven ounces of chicken, um, you know, in a wrap or on a salad or in a, in a stir fry or whatever. Um, it, fills you up. That food information for your body is significant. However, 
if there's a box of donuts sitting on the table, I bet every single person listening to this could easily eat at least two, maybe three. Um, And you might feel a little guilty about eating that many donuts, but you're not significantly full. Um, And the problem is that there's, there's like a, an elusive combination of carbs and fats and sugars without the fiber, without the protein, without the nutrition in the donut that makes it so heavily calorically dense and absolutely void of nutrition. So you are throwing calories at your body that it's, it can do nothing beneficial for you with other than store it as fat. And so understanding that food, the kinds of foods that you eat matter just as much as the amounts um, and the calories. So, you know, you can, you can pick nutrition programs that say, you know, just eat so many calories, it doesn't matter what you eat. And there is a level of that, you know, the, the, if it fits your macros, flexible dieting, I, I utilize that to a degree, but you will feel so much more satiated, so much more in control, so much more um, able to stick with it when you are not fighting against these cravings. And so taking the, the craving factor out of your, out of your food uh, and out of your diet is a big deal. And one of the ways to do that is to incorporate a couple different kinds of flavors. Um, things that are seasoned well. So, you know, a plain chicken breast is hard to enjoy. Plain vegetables are hard to enjoy. And unfortunately, we tend to, in our culture, add flavor by adding a lot of fat, salt, and starch. And the calories just ramp right up, right? We like chicken when we can slather it in barbecue sauce or ranch dressing or bread it. We like broccoli when it's doused in butter and cheese. We like salads when they're covered in cheese and ranch dressing and croutons. Uh, But what I want to challenge you to do is a couple things. You can start by scaling significantly back on the amount of seasoning of sauces and condiments like that that you use, and then also swapping them out for things that are like seasonings. Go crazy with things like herbs and spices, um, you know, citrus, vinegars, pickled foods, fermented foods, spicy foods. Um, Add a level of flavor to your food without adding calories. Um, Mustards, salsas, pickles, sauerkraut, kimchi, um, you know, lemon, chili pepper, I think I said vinegars already, balsamic vinegar, apple cider vinegar, red wine vinegar, all of that adds a significant amount of flavor without a ton of calories. So that's really what you want to focus on. Okay, we're getting a little lengthy here, so I'm going to wrap it up, but I will talk about this more and more. You can eat all the vegetables that you want. Go crazy. Make huge scrambles with lean protein, right? Add in some turkey sausage, add in egg whites, add, and then just enough salt or a smidge, a sprinkle of cheese to make it enjoyable. Season it, get creative with salsas and, and spices and seasonings for your salads, for your soups, for your stir fries, for your scrambles. Um, when you're doing a shake, instead of choosing, you know, 
2% milk, start it with water or like a low sugar almond milk or something, add in a basic whey protein and then skip the bananas and the peanut butter and the honey and all the things that people, and then it's essentially a milkshake. You've moved it away from a lean fat burning food into a dessert. Um, so whey protein, a little bit of berries of some sort. Generally, uh, if you can get greens in there, I've seen people add, you know, frozen spinach really has no flavor at all, but packs a nutrient punch. Um, those are the kind of things that you want to focus on doing for your meals. Um, and then make 95% of what you eat fit that criteria. Lots of vegetables, lots of protein, just enough, you know, flavor and, and something that you love to keep it delicious. And then one meal a week, one meal, not one day, one meal a week, enjoy something that really doesn't fit that bill at all. Um, and treat it like you are just stoking the metabolic fire. It is not, um, it's not a, it's not a cheat meal. You're not cheating on anything that has like kind of a negative connotation to it. You are, you are providing your metabolism and your body with a little bit of a of a bolster of calories to keep you, um, to keep everything running well. And also to keep you mentally engaged in the game because you can go out for pizza on Friday night with your friends and there's no, you're not doing anything wrong with that. Uh, if that makes sense. So Hopefully this was encouraging for you. I will link um, the name and yeah, hopefully once when you, if you go and listen to his stuff and listen to mine, there's hopefully a lot of overlap. He's very um, helpful to, it's been very helpful to me and I have seen and experienced the most uh, physical changes and um, just sustainable ability, I guess, with with my nutrition program, eating this way and my clients as well. It really takes a lot of the mental guesswork out. You're not eating a prescribed meal plan. You can make the meals, things that you enjoy, uh, prepare them in a way that you like. Um, I'll talk later in the week, in the month about how to feed families when you are looking to lose fat, but you're also, you know, you've got growing kids or you've got a husband with different nutritional preferences or different, you know, body composition goals, um, how to set up meals for your family that makes sense that are also fat loss friendly. So happy 2024. I'm excited for another season of the podcast with all of you. Um, as always, if this is something that you enjoy, please leave a review, uh, rate the podcast, share it with someone who you feel like uh, could benefit from this, and I will catch you on the next one.